Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me to share your meeting. My name is Tiana. I am a food addict. Um, I'm in the Boston area, Eastern time, so it's a little later for me than you. But um, I, I love the special purpose meeting here, special focus uh, on the 100 pounders. I think there is a, I'll, I'll first I'll explain my, I'll give you my details. So I am 71 years old. I've been in program nonstop with a bit of relapse since 1990. I've lost 150 pounds and worked this program in the OA90, uh, the OA90 uh, forums here, which thank you, God, we have a lot of. Um, and I'm, I'm anxious. I always get a little nervous when I share, but uh, inviting God to come in and uh, direct me to say whatever it is I need to say for either my recovery or for someone else's inspiration. I can only share my experience and hope that uh, it resonates at some point with someone. Um, so, I was a fat kid, not extremely obese because I was very active, but uh, food has always been uh, comfort. It's always been the issue. The problem in my family was my weight. Other than that, you would have thought we were perfect. Uh, kidding about that. Um, but uh, yeah, weight has always been an issue with uh, sneaking food. I never ate in front of people. Even when I was 300 pounds, people would say to me, geez, I never see you eat. How do you get so, so heavy? And I use the word fat because that's what I feel. Uh, there are lots of uh, people get offended by that. And big or heavy or obese are all, also appropriate words to describe a 300-pound woman who had to make her own clothes at some point. I'm only five foot four. And whenever there was a special event, I had to uh, I had to sew a dress because I could never find anything in my size. Now nowadays things are a little bit different, but um, um, I grew up here in a very Italian family. My mother was from Sicily, and my father from Poland. I was born in Argentina post World War II, and we came to the states in 1954. And I can remember what I ate on the plane. I was not quite three. I can remember what I ate on the plane, and I remember my first meal at my uh, Angelina's house where uh, we went from the airport. We sat down to eat a traditional Italian meal, and um, I, have a, I had a sister. She's since gone, but two years older than me, and we sat down at the little kitty's table and were given food, and she took one bite, and she said it was disgusting, and it wasn't uh, disgusting to me, so I ate mine and hers. Um, we all uh, spent a lot of time cooking and eating, and I am the only one in my whole family and my extended family that got to be that big. So um, there was something about me and food that was an unnatural relationship. Um, and I still can get something in my head or uh, go up and down the grocery aisles when I'm feeling a little uh, uh, irritable or discontent. But for me... Um, that relationship uh, has been really my mental illness. Um, the, uh, the big book calls it the peculiar mental twist. And I could always feel better if I ate something. Um, when I went away to camp, uh, when I was, I think it was uh, sixth grade, so it was 12 or 13, 
um, I discovered that I could eat um, foods that Americans ate with, with abandon and discovered things that I had never had before. We ate very Southern Italian, very fresh food, but we, there was always a lot of it. And um, like I said, that was my most common reaction to life. Let's just eat and everything will be okay. Um, my mother uh, was a, a you know, she was a violent woman. She had anger and suffered from headaches. Um, she was pregnant and 39 when my father died. I was seven. And so the family sort of coalesced around keeping my mother from losing her mind. And as, seven, as a seven-year-old, um, I remember being kind of caught in that place where you don't know what's really going on, even though you kind of do. Um, and all of the, the preparation for the funeral and the, and the post-funeral and all the, I mean, it was just, I remember the food, just the table was loaded with food with my mother crying and me sneaking food in my pockets to take up to my room where I was, uh, uh, we were staying with my aunt. Um, like I said, it was very Italian. We didn't speak English at home. I didn't learn to speak English until I went to school. And I've always had that sort of, trying to fit in rather than belonging when outside my house. Um, so I was never really surrounded by good friends. I had always one or two friends and none of them had the obsession with food that I did. Um, they were normal, uh, normal, normal eaters, not like me. Um, my first experience with dieting was in high school. And uh, I remember when I went to high school, I graduated in 69. So that was a long time ago. Like the girls sat on one side of the cafeteria and the boys on the other side. And I remember one time, one of the guys that was in one of my classes said to me, I see you eat every day. You hardly eat anything. And yet you're still pretty much overweight. <laughs> I'm thinking no matter what I did in public, it didn't match my private or even my sense of myself, like always a little bit off. And uh, yeah, high school was um, when I really started to look for uh, ways to not eat. And um, some of that was just fasting. I would stop eating for a while and I would lose weight and then everybody would comment on it and then I would start eating again. Uh, the compliments were really difficult for me to take. My um, my experience with being a, a really big girl uh, through college uh, was um, people always say the same things to us as, uh, well, when you get a boyfriend, you'll be happy. You'll find a man, you'll be happy, and then you'll lose weight. And then it was, you have such a pretty face. If you only lost weight, and then how could you do this to yourself? And that's the, that's the one that used to make me crazy because I was doing this to myself, but I could not stop eating couldn't do it. Um, I got married to the, to a, um, an alcoholic. Of course, we know how to do other addicts. And um, I think it was the first, it was the first man that I ever dated. And um, I was only 19. That when he came to pick me up, he wasn't wearing a suit coat and he had long hair. We were kind of hippies at the time. And my mother greatly disapproved. And so um, he became, uh, as he ate, I drank, and uh, um, the marriage went that way. I had three kids before I was 25 and hit 250 pounds um, at that point. Um, my youngest, when I was pregnant, remember my uh, obstetrician saying, you know, if you hit 200, 
you're just going to keep going. I know it. And so I did. And then he used to call me by the name of a hostess product because he asked me, what are you eating? And I told him, and I had all the tricks. My, my, my um, husband, who's my ex-husband now, he never saw me eat. He never took, took stock of what was in the house. He never criticized. He loved me no matter what. Um, he, he used to say to me, why can't you just be happy fat? Because it makes no difference to me. Just love yourself. And uh, that used to infuriate me. But um, he would put his favorite snack in that, like I said, in the refrigerator. And I would, uh, he was very thin and he worked a really hard job. So he could eat whatever he wanted and never gain a pound and never thought about food that way. It was always just fuel. Um, so he had this, these, these snacks and I would eat them and then have to rearrange them and then eat another one and have to rearrange it. And he never noticed, but I went to great lengths to hide my eating. Um, when um, we, used, we were the first ones married in our group and we had the every Saturday night we would host and it was always, um, there were four couples and eventually all of them were married but we were the first ones um, to have a kid and to have an apartment. So they would come to our house. Saturday night was uh, um, MASH and Saturday Night Live. And we would drink and eat. And eventually um, people would like just fall asleep on the floor. It was, it was really, when I think about it, very unhealthy. But for me, it was great because I could, I could justify buying huge quantities of food for that night and then um, have it. Um, to eat the rest of the week. Um, so, so in, I think it was 1982, I, I tried program and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I was about 250 pounds. I had um, three kids at that point. I was um, probably 26 or 27. And I couldn't, couldn't stop eating no matter what I did. I tried, uh, I had a sponsor. I went to meetings. I even, at that time we had daycare at one of the meetings. I would even drag Nathaniel with me and we would go to meetings and I just couldn't do it. But I refused, we absolutely refused to give up my binge foods. I thought I could manage them. You know, if I just only had one or uh, a little or one scoop, I thought I could do that. And eventually, of course, I couldn't. Um, when I was, let me see, I went to, I went to college in my thirties while my kids were in grade school and, uh, had lost a bit of weight, not using OA, but using, um, was a psychological program with a protein spared fasting. And I would go and they would sit me in front of a television and I was supposed to get all this behavior modification stuff, which, um, I, I figured out how to pull the machine where they would test for the ketones that I was burning and supposed to eat only a little protein every day. But I found I could binge on some things and I could still pull the machine as long as it was protein based. Um, so I, I stopped going. Um, and I went, I went to college and gained, uh, I think it was 85 pounds through my undergraduate and graduate program. So the day I graduated from grad school, I was 300 pounds. And um, for my cap and gown, uh, they ordered a gown for someone who was six foot four because all the rest of them didn't fit. Um, and I was humiliated. I didn't want to go. But having a public, a public facing, um, walking across the stage and having people look at me mortified me. But um, I finished my classes in December and I didn't 
walk until June. So in that period of time, um, I saw a friend that I had grown up with who was thin. She and I used to be eating buddies. And then, you know, you part ways with family. Once you get married, you move, you have your kids. And I saw her one day and she was thin and I'd never seen her thin. I didn't recognize her. And I asked her what she was doing. And she said, OA. And uh, where I saw her was um, I was getting out of a car in front of a, um, the, it's called the China Gold. Every Thursday we would take the kids. It was the only day that no one had practice or rehearsal. And we would go and have a, a dinner together. And I saw her and she was walking to a meeting that was not even a mile away. And I was blown away that she could do that because I could barely get out of the car. I had to hoist myself uh, by turning sideways and pulling myself up using the uh, roof. And she told me, she said, it's, you know, it's right up here at the VA hospital. You should come. It's great. And I was like, yeah, no, thanks. But I tried away. It doesn't work. And, you know, that was that. We went in and we ate. Of course, I ate nothing in public and took home a lot and, and ate. And the whole time I was furious that my friend was, uh, was thin. But I thought, yeah, it won't, that won't last because OA doesn't work. Um, about two months later, again, on a Thursday night, she's walking past me. And I was, again, pulling myself up out of the car. And she was walking again to this meeting. And uh, I said, you know, maybe I will try again. I was absolutely desperate, which uh, is the gift that we do get that gets us in the door sometimes. And I did. I went the next week. And the woman who told who was the, the qualifier that night um, was telling about how she was. Uh, she used to have an oxygen machine that she had to uh, that she had to uh, pull around with her, and she had prediabetes. I had no no um, uh, illnesses, diseases, nothing related to my weight. Um, I always felt lucky. My blood pressure was low. I had no diabetes, which is just a miracle considering I was a complete sugar flour freak. But um, she told about being too fat to fit inside an MRI machine, and it was really dangerous and very embarrassing. And I thought about that for a minute. I thought, wow, what if that happened to me? What if I fell down? Because when you're that heavy, I always was um, tripping on things. And uh, I really related to some of the things she was saying, even though there was nothing about her that was like me, other than we were both food addicts and the fear was, was really, I, I related to her fear. Um, at that time, the meetings were an hour and a half and there was a break. So I tried to leave during the break, but my friend uh, and her mother and her cousin were all there. And I grew up with this, these three women. Gentle reminder. Oh, thank you. Um, and so they wouldn't let me leave. And one of them started to sponsor me. Um, so I started to uh, weigh in, I didn't weigh measure. I, I adopted the food plan that I could deal with at the time. I was 300 pounds. I ate three meals a day, no flour, no sugar, and nothing in between. And the first night that I went to bed without having binged, um, I, was, I was shaky. I mean, I didn't think I could actually go to bed and stay there. Um, and the next morning when I woke up, I felt a sort of renewed hope because I hadn't done that in years. I was always a secret eater. My husband worked very early hours. And so I was alone at night a lot. Um, within three weeks, the, the underlying, uh, there's like 
suicidal depression I suffered from, um, was hospitalized once, but that went away for after three weeks without flour. It took me four years to get completely uh, into the 90-day program with weighing and measuring, but I lost 85 pounds within the first six months and stayed there for a while. Um, and I was very happy with it. I hadn't weighed uh, 215 in a long time. But once I was working, um, I was doing a fourth step and giving my sponsor my fifth step. And I'm a writer by trade, so I had about 90 pages. I was I was ready. Um, and that time I was doing an, an AWOL, which is an outside, uh, not sanctioned by OA, but um, it's a wor- way of working the 12 steps. And we were told as a fourth step to just write a little biography if you wanted to. So um, that's what I had in my hand. And my sponsor looked at me and she said, oh, no, I can't. I can't listen to all that. Tell me the one thing in there that you're ashamed of. And I was able to admit that I wasn't weighing and measuring. I had been lying to her for years that this was where my body was. It was just the way I was, what I was going away. And uh, at that point, uh, being honest with her and giving it up and surrendering, I was able to start weighing and measuring. And I lost the rest of my weight. Um, I have gone through a lot um, while in program. Um, I went through the big book step study process in 2000. And in the process of that, I got separated and then later divorced. I've had great jobs, opportunities. I've stretched and reached in ways that I never would have thought possible. I recently retired, actually last July. And I'm running some workshops. I'm giving back, doing service uh, at my meetings. There's just a um, life after food, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I try and work the tools. Um, I do sponsor. I speak whenever asked. Um, I uh, I write partly because that's what I do anyway. But um, I make phone calls. I take phone calls. I had cancer a couple of years ago, and my sponsor sponsorship is is where I, I want to wrap with. So my sponsor, when I was going through chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries uh, for uh, a long time in the midst of COVID as well, um, I worked with my sponsor on a daily basis. I didn't use it as an excuse to eat or as an excuse to not eat. We sat down and figured out what foods might work. We tried, but we did this every day, and she got me through all of that without any any um, without having to lose my abstinence. Um, like I said, I do three way to measured meals a day. I do no flour, no sugar. I don't do caffeine just because I'm a maniac on it. Um, I don't go near my binge foods, um, and I sponsor people who eat the way I eat because it's easier and. Um, like I said, I lost 150 pounds. Um, given my age, a couple of pounds have come back on, and I'm on a medicine that um, makes it difficult for me to uh, to lose weight. So that aside, I go to the gym three days a week. I just finished uh, a course of swimming lessons. Uh, I realized I was uh, missing out on a lot in my life. So uh, this program is uh, it's a gift for sure. And um, I remind myself every day that fear and faith can't live in the same body. I have to have faith. Um, my, I'm sure my higher power looks different from other people, but I have a practical higher power that I can call on to be grateful, to be thankful, to be um, helpful. So I, I really try and stay connected. Prayer and meditation, um, all, of the, all of the steps, 
the Big Book Step Study process really, really helped me clean out some of the rage I was feeling towards, but towards cancer, towards uh, my upbringing. Um, a lot of my isolation is now gone um, because I have been facing all of that. So um, again, my name is Tiana. Yep, I'm done. My name is Tiana. And um, I'll leave my phone number as Eastern Standard Time, 617-504-2660. And if I've not spoken to you before, just please text me first so I know you're a, um, a fellow. Thank you very much for asking me to do service.